welcome to the Alternative GCSE podcast. I'm your host, Emma Howe, teen coach, advocate of education reform, and I have a successful business within the education sector, which I started eight years ago. I started this podcast as a way to help as many teens and parents of teens as possible to get talking and thinking about some really important subjects. Okay, so it's not actually about GCSEs. No, it is the GCSE that you should be learning about in schools. In this space, you will hear some amazing stories from amazing people, their careers, their lives, and hopefully open your eyes to a different way of thinking. We'll cover everything from financial literacy, health, different types of jobs available to you, mental health, different ways people learn, relationships, advice, tips on how to manage stress and anxiety, and a whole lot more, with the crucial aim to educate you in a way no one has ever done before. And the best part of it is that you're in control of the topics. Every month, I will ask you, yes, you listening right now, what you want to know more about. So let's get started. Hi, welcome. So today it's all about revision and I am currently in the middle middle of half term, February half term, as I'm sure you are all. And I have been really really lucky to work with some great teens this week helping them with their revision and although it seems really really early to be doing so it's kind of not because there's only three and a half months left and I'm sure that you're going to hear a lot of stuff not just from me here but also from teachers from other parents from other kids and it can be stressful so throughout this episode I will look at why schools fail to support parents and teens and their vision, and what you can do to support them. So first up, why did the schools fail to do this? Well, to be honest with you, a lot of schools are failing in terms of knowing how to help their students revise. They often tell them how many hours per subject and each different subject. So an English teacher will say you have to do three hours of revision of English a week and then they'll get another conflicting message from message from another subject leader. And it's never really put all together. And then some people hire experts to come in and discuss revision. Some schools that I know of have hired professors in um, kind of the brain and study skills and they can do a whole day's workshop and that can be really beneficial. But from what I hear, most schools don't really support teens in their revision. They can do they do run after school clubs and things like that to help them. But the actual sitting at home, knowing what to do, that really isn't guided or supported. So I've got some ideas that I just want to share with you. And these ideas haven't just popped into my head in the last hour. They are things that I've been working on and fine tuning over the past 10 years um, that I've helped quite a lot of teenagers now um, through their exams. So the first thing is what revision should look like. I think as a parent you're and as a teenager, you often think that revision is boring and long and you have to make endless notes on endless pieces of post-it notes it has to be beautifully color-coded in folders and some people may do that and there is nothing wrong with that but every single child and teen is a different human and so they have different brains and so what revision might look for one person is not going to be the same as another and if you are a parent listening to this you may have had the folders and the color-coded stuff but but your teenager might not want to do that and so I think it's about what they need obviously in the last episode we discussed knowing your brain and the best way that it can work and I think 
if you understand the way that your brain works, auditory, kinesthetic, if you're more of a visual learner, then it's much easier to figure out the best way of revision. But the key thing, actually, that I'd like to talk about is your revision environment because this can have a major impact on concentration. So if you're in a big household, and lots of my families that I work with are, meaning they've got many children, and there's dogs, and there's people coming and going, then it may not be conducive to a good revision environment. What you want to do is set yourself up in somewhere relatively quiet, um, where you have a decent sized table or surface that you can work on. And it should be have everything you need so you shouldn't be sitting down and then getting up and rushing off to get paper sitting back down getting up rushing off to get pens you should just have and post-it notes and things like that you should just have everything you need right in one place and setting up like a revision station uh is probably going to really save you a lot of time in the long run um having extra stationary supplies in the next three months if you're a parent listens to this may be beneficial um just because if you have different color paper, different post-it notes, different pens, um, it can really help. So that would be definitely something I would encourage you all to think about a revision environment. Now, if you look at this stuff on Pinterest or Instagram or just on Google Images, you will see a whole host of inspiration should you wish to make it very beautiful for your teenager. Um, But it doesn't have to be. It can just literally be a table where you clear some space and it's for them and it's their space to work. The other thing I wanted to bring up um, in terms of the uh, sorry revision environment is screen time. Now, it's a bit controversial about whether kids should use YouTube to revise or not. And honestly, I would suggest that that's okay. However, you have to be able to have a conversation with your teen. And if you're a teenager listening to this, you've got to be real about this. Don't get diverted you may have and lots of you guys follow specific youtubers with different things and they will pop up on that right hand side for adverts for you to click on them but try not to and the best way to actually stop this is to set a timer now you could use a timer on your phone but again that can be a huge distra- distraction actually i encourage you not to have your phone with you because notifications ping and ping and ping and then it can get very distracting and within the space of an hour that you set aside to do some mass revision for example, you could actually end up spending 40 minutes on your phone replying to messages, especially in the half term. So rather than have your phone on a timer, what I suggest you do is that you have it on one of those timers that you can just kind of buy like an egg timer, a kitchen timer. They're very, very inexpensive. And if you set it for the amount of time that you intend to revise and you just focus on it, it kind of counts down as well. So if you're feeling like it's really long and you look at the time there's only 20 minutes left, it's kind of manageable. Whereas if it just feels endless, it can feel like a really long day, especially if you're revising, revising, sorry, for a few hours at a time. So I definitely do that. The other thing that I get asked an awful lot is about music and is it okay to listen to music when you're advising so there are different trains of thoughts about this so if you as I said if you're in a busy house and the noises of the house are distracting you it may be worth listening to some instrumental music and this is what I do actually although my house is not often well I do have a little girl but um it's often not very bit and not very noisy here so I like to work to movie scores 
So my favourite kind of movies like Interstellar, Hans Zimmer, because it doesn't have any words. I am really guilty that if I put music on like the radio or something like that and I know the words, I will sing along to them. And obviously, if you're using that part of your brain to take in vocabulary, that same part of your brain cannot absorb information. So I would go against rap music Uh, pop music, anything with lyrics. And instead, there's lots of study music you can get on Spotify. There are an awful lot of playlists for revision as well. And so I would would take advantage of that and use those instead. What I would say is if you're doing a past exam paper at a time, do not have any noise. Almost imitate, if you can, the environment of the exam and for a lot of people especially those that I homeschool I encourage them to do revision papers in different places which sounds a bit odd um but what I mean by that is you might go to library you might see if your auntie has a free afternoon you can go to their house and do a revision paper like anywhere else so you get used to lots of different environments Because if you sit in the same room all the time and then suddenly in the real exam, you're in a different environment, it can be a bit debilitating. And actually studies have shown that if you learn something in the same place, you're more likely to remember it in the same place. There's been a lot of psychological studies done on this, on the the memory. So if you can learn things, but then change different environments each time, you're basically training your memory part of your brain, your long-term memory part of your brain to get accustomed to different environments. And hopefully it will trigger those long-term memory stores and you'll remember more and get higher marks. So that's something you should do. I have got this as well that I wanted to talk about and it kind of makes me laugh because um, I'm not into the hashtags. Uh, Many of you know that I have not succumbed to TikTok yet, but I am still on Instagram and do a lot on there. But Studygram became a trending hashtag a few years ago and it is people, lots of people, where it's where people um, make notes about their revision. So they'll be beautifully coloured. They'll have the kind of double layered text, very swirly, pretty kind of text. And that is fine. But if you want to make notes that you're really proud of, absolutely fine. But be careful about this. If you're making notes from just your school books and you've had inconsistent teaching, the notes are likely to be inconsistent and probably not amazing. So don't do that. If you want to make notes, look at YouTubers like Stacey Ray is brilliant for English literature, um, Mr. Everything English as well. You've got um, revision, free science lessons. I love him. Uh, And make notes from sources, not just from your own school book. But to make them very pretty could take some people a lot of time. And I would go against that. Instead, use quicker ways. If you've got diagrams in science, for example, you've got a lot of diagrams to learn, not just for biology, different parts of the body, but you've also got physics, different parts of the circuits, etc., things like that. Print them off. Stick them on. Don't waste your time for an hour drawing out an annotated diagram of the heart. It's a complete waste of time. And just be careful and just use your time wisely because, and this brings me on to the next point, the revision is more about the quality of the revision than the quantity. So it's more about what you're getting from your time rather than saying and boasting about probably the fact that you've maybe done 10 hours of revision. The people that 
do very well in their exams, have trickled revision all the way through year nine, year 10 and 11, doing a few hours a week. The people that tend to not do very well are the people that rush at the end and kind of run out of time. That's my experience. There are some exceptions to that rule, but on the whole, that's pretty much how it goes. Now, when I was at school, which was a very long time ago, actually, I was discussing this with some of the kids, because some of the kids that I teach actually go to my old secondary school. Um, And it's funny because some of the teachers are still there. But when I was revising, I did make a revision timetable and I stuck to it. And there were far too many hours in there. But I would make the revision timetable and not have a clue about what to do in those hours. So I would often rewrite my notes. Back when I was a teenager, this makes me sound very old, which is why I'm I'm laughing a little bit. Back when I was a teenager, we didn't have the internet in the same way you guys do. We had to record videotapes of BBC Bite Size in the evening, like at 2am, and then watch them on replay and then make notes from that. That's kind of how I taught myself a lot of my subjects because I was not at school. So that was my tutor, BBC Bite Size. Looking at the website now, I think it's great to a certain point, but if you want to get higher than a five or six, probably not great. Um, I am digressing there, going on to something else. But my point was that I just didn't have a clue. And I think a lot of kids now, they don't have a clue about what they should be doing in the hours that they should be revising. So as a parent, if you're a parent listening or if you're a teenager, I just want you to really think it will be worth your time to revise. Absolutely. But really set for whatever hour you're doing or 50 minutes or half an hour. Have in mind something you want to accomplish by the end of that. Is it that you want to do half an exam paper? Is it that you want to tackle quantitative chemistry? Because that's the topic. Sorry. So, yes, I I was thinking that was the wrong word, but it's right. Quantitative chemistry, because it is just challenging and you want to watch some videos and you just want to master it. Is it that you want to do whatever, but, but you have to set a little goal for each time that you're revising? Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere and you'll just end up wasting your time. And the saddest thing that I hear quite often from parents, especially that call me um, this late in the year, and I am getting some calls already um, because they're worried about their teenagers and how they're doing in the next three months, is that they are revising, but they're not getting the grade. And it really breaks my heart because it's so frustrating as a teenager to be investing so much time in revision and feeling like you're not getting anywhere. And feeling like you're doing the best you can, and yet everybody else around you seems to be doing better than you are. And that feeling can create an enormous amount of anxiety. It can create an enormous amount of stress. And unfortunately, it also can create an enormous amount of feeling like a failure. And it's just ridiculous because ultimately the schools should be supporting and helping young people in what they're doing in their revision time not just saying you should revise for two hours a week or three hours a week for English, like say what they need to do. So if you are confused about what you could be doing in your revision, reach out to me. Um, I'm on Instagram at Emma Jane Tutoring Teens. Um, You've also got my other Instagram for this podcast and my email is always open as well. 
if you ever need any support, if you're a parent listening to this, if you're a teacher listening to this, I have done revision workshops for schools. I did one in Luxembourg last year um, and I do them frequently with my students. I'm really happy to help anybody who needs help with their revision if you're feeling a bit stuck and a bit lost. It's one of my superpowers, as my little girl would say. So hopefully that was helpful. Um, I will be doing one last one aimed at revision next week, and then we'll be going back to different topics all about the alternative GCSE podcast, things that you don't learn in school, but you should. Until then, have a lovely rest of your half term.